0: Despite being shorthanded, the Mariners have taken two of three from the Yankees on the back of some big offensive performances. We're going to look at Luis Castillo's strong Mariners debut today, tell you why even winning three games on this road trip was still a success, and how Seattle's deadline day additions will fit the club moving forward. All that and more coming up here on the Locked On Mariners post game show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners. Your daily seattle mariners podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by BlueNile.com. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring setting. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. It is Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen after the win. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at Patreon Patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is Patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. And, of course, before we get into anything on today's show... We have picked a winner for our Mitch Haniger signed card because you guys got us to 2,411 subscribers and a whole lot more by yesterday's trade deadline. So we have picked a winner for this card, and the winner is Adam Fink. Adam Fink, congratulations, Adam. Please email us at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com to claim the card within 48 hours of, the, of this episode being posted. If you do that, the card is yours. Please send us an address for us to mail it to you, and we will get it to you in short order. But again, congratulations, Adam, and thank you so much to everyone that helped us get to our goal, and thank you so much for entering, and thank you so much for supporting the show, and we might even have some more giveaways going on in the future. We're getting close to 3,000 subscribers, so hey, maybe we'll do something then. I'm not gonna make Colby fork it over though this time. I, I think whatever giveaway we like do next, will we'll, we'll come out of. It'll it'll come from me. No, I did the tickets. I gave away tickets. Remember, I gave away tickets to the uh, what was it? It was a uh, Easter game or something in April. I forget. I I gave away did something. You? I did. I
1: did. I'm, I'm saying did. it's my card collection that's taking a hit, not yours. So. You know, mm, that's true.
0: That's true. I do have some cards. I don't have some. I don't have great cards though. Do you have a George Kirby rookie though, signed? No.
1: But but I feel like that <laughs> might
0: be that might stay in my collection. Are oh, you saying that's personally.
1: too good for our listeners, our valued listeners? You I care more about I that mean, George Kirby card than you do our getting three thousand <laughs> subs. That's interesting. If we're
0: going by that, if we're going by that logic, then Colby, then you'll have no issue giving away your Logan Gilbert signed card when right? we get to ten thousand. Sure. 10,000. You said 5,000 last time you brought up. Well, now I have
1: to give away a Mitch Hanniger, so now it's 10. Deal with it.
0: Fine. Fine. You greedy, greedy man. (laughs) Excuse me. But yes, congratulations. Congratulations, Adam. Thank you so much to everyone that entered once again. Now, let's get down to business. The Mariners have taken a series from the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, despite being down Julio Rodriguez and Ty France for all three games. And they did it mostly because of their offense. Their offense was great the last two nights. They exploded for six runs against Garrett Cole in today's game, including three home runs from Eugenio Suarez, Carlos Santana, and yes, Jared Kelnick came through with a (laughs) two-run shot to make it 6-0 in the top of the first inning. They were able to add another run later on in the game on a solo home run by Jesse Winker because Garrett Cole remembered that he is, you know, Garrett Cole. He ended up finishing the day with uh, quite a few strikeouts and 23 whiffs. uh, Led the game and then some with uh, 23 whiffs. But as good as the offense was today, I think we need to talk about the new guy. Luis Castillo, who was on the bump for the first time in a Mariners uniform this afternoon. He goes six and two-thirds innings, had given up just one run and was trying to complete a seventh full inning, but unfortunately gave up a two-run home run to Kyle Higashioka, and that ended his day at 109 pitches. But he was strong in this. He had eight strikeouts, gave up three earned runs on five hits. What did you see out of the newest Mariner ace?
1: Um, a guy with filthy stuff who had like 45 grade command for most of the day, uh, more or less dominate a, a good Yankees lineup, uh, granted a lineup without, uh, Aaron judge, but who that's, yeah, I mean, that's not his fault. So, uh, no, he was the, the sinker was, was really good. Ton of run on the sinker. Uh, he actually struggled to land that arm side all that often. Uh, he missed outside to lefties quite a bit. Uh, you know, it was actually more the slider today that was kind of his go-to out pitch. It looked pretty good. Um, you know, he threw hard. I topped out at 100 um, miles an hour on one pitch. Uh, yeah, he he worked a lot of three-two counts. He didn't get ahead of a lot of guys. Uh, the changeup, he didn't have a good feel for the changeup really at all uh, today. Uh, so it was it was kind of weird because like. Castillo looked good, and there was a ten hitter stretch there where he looked unhittable. Um, but kind of around that ten hitter stretch, he was for him, eh, you know, fifty five uh, grade Luis Castillo. So what you saw today at Yankee Stadium wasn't even the best Luis Castillo could be, and I, I think that should make Mariner fans pretty happy because he was pretty darn good, um, even with the uh, even with the the struggles. And and so some of that could be nerve. Some of that is just Castillo's going to do that sometimes. Sometimes he'll walk three guys. Mm-hmm. Like he, he doesn't have pinpoint control. He's definitely a stuff over command/slash control type of guy, but he pitches with a lot of energy. And you see how nasty the stuff is. The stuff is as good as um anybody in baseball. And so it's it's entirely possible the Mariners have acquired a a, let's say, a soft two, maybe a, a like a very, very good number three, and that he becomes the number one. That they believe he can be because the stuff is absolutely there. Uh, control command today was just a little bit off, but we did see him paint and and also you know you have to give kind of like the CB Buckner tax uh, when it comes to the the balls yeah, and strikes that's, there. So
0: <laughs> that yeah. wow,
1: uh, there was probably six
0: missed called strikes for Castillo in the fifth inning alone. Like, yeah, probably. You know, and it was on the edges, but it was very clearly in the zone. There were a couple of pitches too that were like definitively in the zone, weren't even touching the edges. Like you saw it on the UQC, uh, EQC tracer, and you know it was <laughs> clear, just yeah. right there, smack dab, right in, the, right in the zone, and just nothing from CV Buckner. Silence, absolute silence, he's, no motion whatsoever. So terrible. He's bad. He's so terrible. He is awful. Uh, also took um, a walk away from Jared Kelnick. I don't think that Kelnick swung on that uh, on that three zero pitch uh, or three one pitch, whatever it was. Uh, he it ended was up 3-0. striking out in that about. Yeah, and uh, yeah.
1: By the way, that would have put runners on first and second. You know, against Cole. Now, yeah. I think Torrens was coming up next. So, yeah, but still, you know, it's. Kind I, I got to ask you, by, by the walk. way,
0: ha, mm-hmm. fr- from 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 perspective knowing that they just traded for Kirk Casale, knowing that you're out of minor league options, knowing that you probably don't fit on this roster, how do you proceed the next few days mentally as a player, knowing that, like, you're probably getting DFA'd in the next week or two, depending on Casale's health?
1: It's it's, it's tough, you know, it absolutely is. But at the same time, you're trying to put, like, a performance out there that will get you into a favorable situation. Um, I think it's almost a lock that Torrens will get claimed if he's put on waivers. Uh, Maybe you could sneak him through now with Severino still floating out there. I don't know, but um, he's going to get claimed. So you know that your days on the Mariners are numbered. Uh, You know, Luis is a smart guy. He's been playing, you know, big league baseball for, Probably longer than he should have been because he was a Rule Five draft pick who, you know, got drafted way too early and he kind of torpedoed some of his development time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be tough, you know, and, and you kind of soak it up and and you know the odds are that you're leaving this really good situation in Seattle for a less, you know, a less good situation because right now the teams that are you know behind Seattle or the teams that are, you know trying to claim Luis Torrens, they're probably not going to be good teams. So it's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's possible the Mariners do kind of a phantom IL thing and then they can, you know, bench him, basically put him on the IL for a month and then just kind of have him finish out his year on a rehab assignment in Tacoma. Like they could finesse it that way, but that I think Torrens would rather just, you know, take his chances somewhere else. So uh, it's a bummer. You know, I, I'm sure Luis understands why he's not like he's not stupid. Um, he, he can read the writing on the wall here, but, uh, it's gotta be tough. So, uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, sometimes we forget about the other side of things. When you acquire somebody, you have to, you know, more or less sacrifice somebody, uh, off the big league roster. So it's a bummer, you know, I've been a big Luis Terence fan, but it's, you know, it's go time and, and he's just not performed whatsoever. So, uh, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but I, he'll get another shot somewhere else. Uh, I, I can't imagine that he's going to slip through waivers here and. And, you know, he's probably got another week or so left until Casale's up. But, yeah, it was another bad day for him. And, and you know, he missed a couple of hangers that uh, last year he would have absolutely blasted. So it's just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's, it's a tough situation to be in. But, you know, it's kind of part of the life of a, of a you know, of a bench MLB guy. That's kind of the life you live. Mm-hmm. lastly
0: before we move on to our next segment i'd be remiss not to mention jp crawford who i mean colby have you seen an individual defensive performance as good as jp crawford had today
1: there's probably some brendan ryan games that i'm not thinking of right now but like mm-hmm. yeah it was it was startling i kind of kind of you know uh very too we, we had the line drive that he dove for we had the the really sh- hard hit short hop that he kind of had to adjust for. And then you had the relay throw early, which really turned the tide of that game because at that point, mm-hmm. you know, Castillo wasn't really feeling it quite yet. Um, and you know, it, the Yankees were, were putting some balls in play against him pretty hard. Uh, and you know, JP made that play. Uh, and after that, you know, Castillo went into cruise control until the seventh inning. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great day for him. And, uh, I think he even got a couple knocks today, so it was a really good day at the ballpark for J.P. Crawford.
0: Yeah, very good day for J.P. Uh, that throw to home on the on the relay was ridiculous. That was a seed from mm-hmm. short left field to uh, to Luis Terenz there to get the tag on. Was it Andrew Benatendi? Doesn't matter. Uh, it was a great throw by J.P. Yeah. Crawford. Great day in the field by J.P. Crawford all over the diamond. He saved the Mariners at least one run in this game, if not more. Uh, just sensational, sensational stuff, sensational stuff all around. This was a great game for the Mariners in really all three phases from the offense to the pitching to the defense. Uh, they were spectacular for the most part today. Uh, and they walk out of Yankee Stadium with a big series win. They wrap up this gauntlet of a road trip three and four, which, you know, at face value isn't great. It's not amazing. But when you think about the teams that they had to face, the two best teams in the American League, and the fact that they had to play most of these games without Julio Rodriguez or Ty France, it's pretty, pretty impressive. And I think the Mariners should feel pretty good about themselves as they head back to Seattle and they get a much needed off day tomorrow. We're going to be talking more about the uh, the importance of winning these three games on this road trip and you know how that allows the Mariners to build some momentum here as they head back home in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you you buy Blue Nile? Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're selling a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring and each ring will be a one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale, save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to blue today. You're listening to locked on Mariners post game show. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. So this was a huge, Win for the Mariners because it gave them a series win. They end up splitting the two series that they uh, that they had on this road trip. They lost the one in Houston, of course, three games to four, uh, three games to one, and then win this one, two games to one, and they end up going back home. They got a a, a four game set in three days uh, with the uh, with the Angels. They're going to be playing a doubleheader on Saturday to make up for the second game that was postponed due to the lockout earlier this year. In early April, um, but they uh, they're going to get a much-needed off day tomorrow. They're expected to have Ty France back on Friday, maybe even Mitch Haniger as well. So things are starting to look up things are starting to get a little bit better for the Mariners in terms of their health. Uh, And they're starting to get guys back into the mix here, but they were able to do, they were able to survive here. They, you know, this was very much a next man up type of uh, road trip for the Mariners. We even saw Jack Larson make his major league (laughs) debut at at one point. You know, they were pulling from every which way of this organization to piece this thing together. And these guys were able to fight and claw and stretch together Three very crucial, crucial wins because had this been any less i mean that would have been a disaster for the mariners especially in terms of the of the standings because you know they entered this road trip i believe seven games uh, over 500 i m- might be wrong um and you know it, had they lost most of these games they would have been either back at 500 or hovering right around there and no one wanted that no one wants that even though that is a gauntlet you expect that you know there might be some struggles there this was huge this was huge for the mariners to avoid disaster and so uh, yeah. I mean, you know, what do you think about what this team was able to do on this road trip? How, how impressed are you by this uh, group of guys that, you know, despite being down some of their really big key pieces, were able to, uh, to, to, you know, come through with, I would say, a fairly successful road trip?
1: Yeah, I think you have to say it was successful, um, you know, winning three out of four. Against, I mean, you lose the first, you lose lose the first what three of this this road trip, whatever. Um, you know, you went, you come back, you win uh, three out of five, I should say, against two of the best teams, or probably two the two best teams in the American League. It's probably not debatable. Uh, and you do that without Julio Rodriguez, and you win two of the last three without Ty France. Also, uh, it's pretty impressive. You also did that, by the way, without Logan Gilbert performing really at all. Uh, Gilbert was terrible last night uh, and yet you found a way to win that game so you've kind of done it with some you know some some unique characters let's say Adam Frazier's had a very good road trip Sam Haggerty came up big after his uh, adventurous weekend in Houston so uh, and you know Andres Munoz who we hadn't seen for a while came out he was pretty good so the Mariners have kind of they they found a way to win three of the last five against two very good teams, um, and they've done it without their two best players, um, and mm-hmm. with one of their one of their you know three or four best players not performing. I mean, like I said, Gilbert was terrible yesterday, so uh, it, mm-hmm. it's it's unique. They've done it differently. They scored 14 runs in the last two days, uh, 15 15 runs in the last two days, um, and again they've done that without Julio and they've done that without. Uh, Ty France, and they did it against Jamison Tyon and, and Garrett Cole. So uh, it's one of those things where it, it feels like maybe Seattle's starting to get kind of its, its mojo back. Like they're, they're starting to uh, see the light at the end of this tunnel to get the day off. Um, it's not over. They have to play the Yankees three more times. But after they play the Yankees, the month of August lines up very favorably. Uh, they get, I believe now – three Thursdays in a row off so they can kind of, you know, manipulate their rotation in their bullpen as they need to. So to me, I, I think, you know, this is, is three and four. They are, they're uh, six and seven. I want to say since the all-star break, um, mm. which is, I mean, frankly huge, because we talked about that 20 game stretch coming out of the break and how the team could go 10 and 10. That'd be very impressive. And we weren't even thinking that you weren't going to have Julio and, and Ty France. For a lot yeah. of that, so uh, it's it's you know still some work to do. You, you really want to take this series against the Angels because you know the Yankees are going to come in. You're going to get uh, you know Garrett Cole again. You're probably you might get Frankie Montes. We'll see when he makes his debut, um, and you're probably going to get like Nestor Cortez uh, in there as well. So you need to be you need to prepare. You need to build up your win total a little bit because there's a decent chance you get swept by New York. But as you just saw at Yankee Stadium, the Mariners can hang with anybody when they play well. So go against the angels who still don't have Mike Trout, who just traded away their, one of their best starters traded away their closer. You got to find a way to win three or four against the angels. Um, And then, you know, after that, anything you get against the Yankees is kind of gravy. And then you start kind of this easier start, this easier stretch of your schedule. Uh, Hopefully Robbie Ray has a bounce back uh, game on Friday. Um, And like I said, just find a way to, to win you know, to go to win three or four against the team that you should beat. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if Otani's lined up to start in that series. I assume he is. Uh, and if that's the case, well, then I guess you can lose the Otani start. <laughs> like nobody's blaming you for that. But win the other three games is trout, is trout playing in those games? I've I, I not seen trout back in the lineup yet. No. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So. My guess is yes. Just because Mike trout likes to torture the Mariners, um, not mm-hmm. fight them, just torture them. He'll send other people to fight for him, but you know, Oh yeah, first time we've seen the Angels since the uh, the incident. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. we'll see the how uh, how T-Mobile reacts to that. That that'll be interesting. Unfortunately, we won't get mm-hmm. to see Castillo embarrass the Angels, but uh, I guess we'll watch him try and embarrass the Yankees for a third straight time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah so that's the other thing right You mentioned how tough the pitching matchups will be From the Yankees side of things but hey The Mariners are going to be going after the Yankees With uh, Luis Castillo I think Robbie Ray Is set up to uh, pitch in that series as well So they're going to be in a Good spot George Kirby Potentially
1: yeah we'll
0: see You know we'll see what they want to do with with their rotation After the double header as well uh, because uh, You know right now they're kind of keeping a six man Rotation going because of the double header So we'll see how that all works out uh, right. just don't let marco gonzalez face the uh the yankees again <laughs> please and thank you
1: yeah with well, the off I, day on I, I, thursday
0: I, you know <sighs> I, I, I'd, I'd be good if i never had to watch marco gonzalez pitch against the yankees again thanks
1: <laughs> you, 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 you might honestly the way he's throwing right now probably cut off the against the yankees part and still be pretty accurate poor marco just mm. it's ugh. so so we know how luis castillo is going to fit We
0: know how Kirk Casales is going to fit eventually when he comes back from injury. But how are Matt Boyd and Jake Lamb going to fit on this roster? Let's talk about it. Just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and action BetOnline is where the game starts so you know our feelings about the trade deadline yesterday particularly what the Mariners did on deadline day not The Castillo acquisition, obviously we love the Luis Castillo acquisition, but we felt like the Mariners could have done more yesterday before the 6 p.m. Eastern time deadline. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is now. At this point, this is is the roster. These are the moves. These are the players that the Mariners are going to try and break their 20-year playoff drought with. So how does it all fit together? And there are a couple of pieces here that... I'm kind of confused still as to how they're actually going to fit into the whole puzzle here of the Mariners roster, especially once guys like Mitch Haniger, Taylor Trammell come back. Specifically, I'm talking about Jake Lamb, who, with the Dodgers through 25 games this year, you know, historically he's been a third baseman dating back to his days in Arizona. But this year with the Dodgers, he's only played first base and corner outfield. And I mean, the Mariners. <laughs> Mariners kind of have quite a few of those guys already on the roster, so like yeah Um, and so it feels like if Jake Lamb were to in theory take Dylan Moore's roster spot or Sam Haggerty's roster spot that the Mariners would be losing quite a bit of versatility here so first of all Colby, how the heck does Jake Lamb even get at bats and second of all who does he replace on this roster?
1: Yeah. So I imagine the Mariners are going to use lamb, basically how the Dodgers did. And that is almost exclusively against right-handed pitching. Um, you don't want to use a roster spot on like a pinch hitting specialist. Um, the guy has to be able to, to start a couple times a week. Otherwise he's not worth a roster spot uh, with, which is why Dylan Moore should be sent down. But anyways, uh, it's not the Dylan Moore hour. Um, so basically I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because honestly, what might make some sense here is weird as this is going to sound, it might make some sense to start Jake lamb in left field against righties and let Jesse Winker handle lefties. I mean, as weird as it sounds, but look at the numbers. Winker's Imagine been... saying that
0: to your like I, self and I, know, in I March.
1: <laughs> baseball's crazy <laughs> out here, man. So, uh, but Jesse even looks better against lefties than he does righties. Uh, You know, you're really struggling with that inside fastball coming from the, from, from the righties. He, for whatever reason, it it doesn't affect him from the, from coming from the left side. So maybe that's the move. You have to do things unconventionally sometimes, and you have to treat Jesse Winker for the player that he is not what you wish he was. Um, I think there's a decent chance that Kyle Lewis gets sent down. Um, I know the Mariners really like him and I do too. Who doesn't? Uh, Everybody likes Kyle Lewis but he had a, yeah. he's had an awful road trip um he just doesn't look right at the plate uh, but frankly Kobe, you know, he hit a home run great and the other 12 at bats yeah and I was told we're, we're, I was told Joe Gallo wasn't a fit on this team <laughs> but hey you know oh, what at no. least Joey Gallo gives you defense and base running you know who doesn't do that Kyle Lewis like I wish it wasn't true, but I feel like people right now, they're... It's really Kyle. sad, man. It is, but I feel like people are, are dreaming on the Kyle Lewis from twenty twenty from August of 2020, and that guy does not exist. Mm-hmm. It's been two years. its is, He is never playing center field again. He hasn't been like... I, I think people pick out that month, they're like, look at that upside. And it's like, yeah, for one month, if you look at the other three months, he's been healthy in his big league career. He's been okay. He's been good. He hasn't been a star. Like he, this is not an all-star upside guy. And he, maybe he would have been if it wasn't for the knee issues, but Kyle Lewis right now, honestly, Jake Lamb gives you a better shot than Kyle Lewis even. And, and I think they kind of want to use Kyle Lewis and, and Carlos Santana as kind of a platoon DH thing, um, which kind of doesn't make sense because Santana's better against lefties than he is righties. So I, I don't, I don't know what the plan is with, with Lewis. He's kind of a, a wild card here um, and he does have options. So you can't send him down. Um, so you're kind of in this weird spot where there's a non-zero chance that Jake lamb is with this team for like 10 days and then he gets DFA'd. But I don't think Jerry has that in mind. I think Jerry wants to put him on the bench, uh, throughout the year. And I guess one thing to note is that, you know, in, in about a month you are going to be able to add two players to your roster. The rosters will expand mm. to 28. Yeah. So honestly, if I were Jerry, what I would do is I would, or if I were Jerry and Scott, I, Haggerty is going to be my backup, like everything. He's my utility guy. I'm going to use Dylan Moore's injury to essentially, you know, put him in AAA for a rehab assignment where he can play every single day. I can maybe try and make some tweaks here and there with him. And then I'll call him up in September, um, you know, for for base running and defense. And then I'll allow Jake Lamb to to kind of be not exactly the fourth outfielder, but. I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird, right? Because right now the Mariners have, we know the Mariners are going to use four, uh 13 pitchers as long as they can, but they only have a seven man bullpen right now, which we know Scott does not like. Uh, he's been very vocal about that. So are you sending Kirby down? Like just, are you ping ponging George Kirby back and forth between triple a for the rest of the year? What are you doing? Like with that situation, um, are you just moving someone to the bullpen permanently? I, I think when you look at lamb in particular, I think he's going to have a role and we know because is going to be on this bench. We know that they're going to keep at least one of more or Haggerty on this bench. And then we have the kind of the platoon of Carlos Santana and blank. Right. And honestly, mm-hmm. Santana and lamb, it's a pretty good platoon. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the move. And then of course we still have Haniger needs to come back. We still have maybe Taylor Trammell. They might send him down. We'll see. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a very weird puzzle and I'm not quite sure where Jake lamb fits. I think he can help. I just don't quite see the role yet. And, and even Jerry was pretty vague about uh, what, how they're going to use him.
0: Kind of feel like he's going to end up getting innings at second base.
1: I do too. And I'm like, which is, you- which is a
0: spot he's never played before. By and he's way. like
1: a fringe third baseman in his prime. And that was a couple dozen surgeries ago. So I'm like, uh, I yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Because again, and by the way, the DH platoon thing, fine, but you know you're going to want to cycle Hanager through there, right? Like, of course you are. So I don't know. Right now, the Mariners yeah. bench is is what Haggerty, Terenz, uh, uh, <laughs> the other guys on the Mariners bench um Haggerty torrens yikes wow
0: <laughs> Haggerty Torrens, and then sorry <laughs> Haggerty Torrens. are you blanking on this how
1: are I wanna you i want to see if you can get it
0: i want to i want to see if you can get it i think no, i'm trying to see if you can it get it
1: i don't think you know this either um toro. well technically
0: it's it's hack it's Haggerty torrens toro and like Santana Lewis and those guys are kind of right, just rotating through there. All right.
1: Well, yeah. then there. because is obviously going to take Torrance's spot. Uh, I think Lamb will probably take Toro's spot, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess Haniger will take. And Travis Kelnick's Jankowski, spot. of course, you you totally oh, missed Jankowski. Travis. Oh, yeah, Jankowski! Yeah, Jankowski. I forget Travis Jankowski, king of the bunts. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's so yeah. I mean, I would imagine that that Kelnick goes down when hanniger's ready that's the move there uh lamb will replace toro uh casali will replace Torrens, and then you have haggerty and then when dylan moore is ready to go i guess that's when they have to make a decision Mm -hmm. and at that point i honestly i i I, i'd rather have sam haggerty it's not close uh we could have a debate about dylan moore versus kyle lewis but i'm not even entertaining a a debate between Kyle or Dylan Moore and, uh, and Jake Lamb, because I think Jake Lamb can hit something. So I'm, I'm much more. I'm very, I'm
0: very intrigued. I'm very intrigued by what the Mariners think they, they have found in Jake Lamb uh, in the 25 games that he's played this year. Because again, that's a very small sample size. Uh, but he's, you know, he's changed his setup at the plate. You know, I'm not a swing guy, so I don't know exactly what's gone into his changes and what exactly he's doing differently from last year. But it looks different in his setup. So, uh, and, and that has kind of shown up as well uh, in his numbers this year. He's running the second highest hard hit rate of his career, and he's running the what is tied for his career high in barrel rate. Uh, as well. So again, very small sample size, but it's interesting. It's interesting g- when guys reinvent themselves a little bit, especially someone like Jake Lamb who has, you know, gone through injuries and has ha- and has and really struggled over the last, you know, five or so seasons since he was an all-star uh, back in Arizona. And, you know, hey, maybe it's a situation here where he's kind of going on a similar path to Brandon Drury. Where you know Drury never was able to figure it out at the major league level, but now you know six or seven years into his major league career, he's kind of figured it out. He's been you know a, a highly you know um, productive major league hitter. So I'm interested to see what they have identified in Lamb and um, how that all fits together. Uh, I just think from a positional standpoint, though, it's a difficult fit for the Mariners and you know it does kind of make me wonder like if they were willing to add a a player like this and obviously it was just for cash consideration so it's not uh, this isn't an amazing comp but like if they were willing to use a roster spot on someone like jake lamb who who plays corner outfield and first base why weren't they in on trey mancini (laughs)
1: like you know right (laughs) all i'm saying is ty and we probably wrap on this jake lamb is this year's Jake mm-hmm. Bowers and there will be no Jake Bowers oh. be smirching on this podcast mm-hmm. Bowers Rangers forever and mm-hmm. we're gonna be the lamb chops or something like that we'll we'll figure out the name later but <laughs> the <lamb> yes chops. <laughs> the Bowers Rangers are slowly transforming into the the lamb chops or the the lamb shanks or whatever we'll figure it out if you have suggestions leave them down in the comments down below but uh yeah hey don't pretend that Jake that Jake Bowers didn't help last year at times. Don't even pretend he didn't. So no, no, special agent Jake Bowers was awesome.
0: Love Jake, Jake Bowers. Big fan Hater. of Jake Bowers.
1: I'm Jake Bowers Stan. I'm the co-president that, of the Jake Bauer, uh, of the of the Power Rangers. I I feel like you were more like the Rita whatever her name was from Power Rangers the the villain. But okay, whatever. You want to try and co opt this? That's fine. I'm inclusive. <sighs> It, it was it was it was it was
0: my thing. It was my thing. Actually, uh, you, you uh, just no, you not. just rode the cotels.
1: <laughs> you just is, rode the co-tails. Wow. Okay. Okay. We can pull receipts on that. That's fine. <laughs> we'll just see. Bowers Rangers, baby.
0: All right. We didn't really talk about Matthew Boyd there, unfortunately. Multi inning so reliever. Jerry's already about.
1: said what he is. He's a multi inning reliever. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all right. Well. That's it. (laughs) Thank you so much for for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Uh, For Colby Patnode, I'm Tideon Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C Pat 11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. Now, make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team in the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll be back on a regular schedule tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Peace.